0: A darkness descends upon a small town in Colorado, and nobody is safe. It's a predator. It's an alien. No, it's a Predalien in A.V.P. Requiem.
1: Mafia, wake wake up! Wake up! You have created a
0: monster, and it will destroy you.
1: Eric. I think what we should probably do is just go yes. ahead and kind of get some of the good stuff out of the way. Okay. All right, now let's talk about All right, we got it. Yeah,
0: we got it. <laughs> Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airways, where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly monster movies. This week, AVP Requiem. And with me, my not so expendable co-host, Alex.
1: And joining me is uh you can kind of see him even during the daytime, Eric. Oh boy.
0: <laughs> well, at least we could see something.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: Look, so I just want to go ahead and say off the top, normally I won't reveal my feelings this early about a film. Oh no. <laughs> but I legitimately want to like give anybody that's listening that's like You know, family, maybe you're a family man or woman, you know, and you, I've been watching along with us throughout our entire series up to this point. Yeah. If you don't want to watch AVP Requiem, you don't have to. Like, I'm I'm giving you permission right now. Permission,
1: like, like, like,
0: Like, you don't have to watch this. (laughs) I'm going to tell my brother, like, he's watched every single movie and listened to every single episode. I'm going to tell him you don't have to watch it. Just, just listen to the episode. Like we'll still have a good time this episode, but you don't have to watch this movie.
1: The the episode's going to be great, and maybe the hour and a half or so uh, of suffering, Uh maybe it heightens the experience of this episode so much that it's worth it. You know, Mm. is that a Mm. possibility, Eric? Is this episode going to be so good that it makes Alien versus (laughs) Predator Requiem (laughs) worth watching?
0: no (laughs) no like uh, uh, no we've we've come around on some films that are bad i i I don't think we're gonna come around on this film and i think for good reason too but i think we probably just need to get into it
1: do we have to
0: (laughs) yeah we have to we have to after alien versus predator fans clamored for more at least apparently And in this case, filmmakers Colin and Greg Strauss took more to mean more violence, yes, but also more characters, more grittiness, and more hybrids. I already know how you feel about this film, Alex, and you know how I feel. So my question to begin is a little different. Hmm. Did the expectations for more make this film doomed from the start? Or did the brothers Strauss, by their own approach, not do their part?
1: Mm. it's a good question (laughs) it's a good question Eric so I would say expectations have nothing to do with the quality of this movie (laughs) I would say everything bad about it probably comes down to the brother Strauss I think they are the entirety of our issue here Um, (laughs) because I don't think expectations could be to blame. You know, alien versus predator was a success financially. Um, So it's not like people, I mean, yes, people were still wanting their R rated film. Maybe they didn't love alien versus predator as much as they had hoped. Uh, But that R rating, yeah, that that's going to be what pushes it over. I'm sure. I'm sure. I, I mean, after watching, you know, yeah, you know, these guys are special effects gurus. Mm-hmm. I guess I mm-hmm. wouldn't call them gurus, but they're special effects guys, right? they're, they're creatives in that space. It, it, maybe you could forgive them a little bit for getting for for getting that narrative that's important. Um, but it's not just that, though. This is like two creatives that completely mm-hmm. misunderstand not just the Alien franchise, but the mm-hmm. Predator franchise mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, retroactively, you could probably look at AVP now and hail it as this beacon of a crossover <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. the directors got the green light for the R rated film and just don't understand why R ratings exist. Mm -hmm. Again, it's it's a complete misunderstanding of what makes these films special. Mm -hmm. I I guess I'll go ahead and get into it now. I I feel like I'm compelled. Alien is a franchise that uses violence to punctuate these tense moments with characters. Something Mm -hmm. that we don't have characters in this movie, but (laughs) (laughs) with characters. And it's something that is missing here. It, it, in, in the Alien films, it's never excessive. Yes, it can mm-hmm. be gratuitous like, like, and, and very visceral. Mm-hmm. But it's usually just this fine point onto an already tense moment to mm-hmm. illustrate the danger of the xenomorph. Even AVP yeah. understood this and used its killing of the Predators to illustrate mm-hmm. the violence, right? And also of a skirt around the R-rating. Mm-hmm. The Predator franchise—it uses violence uh, and to really illustrate the ritual of the creature and why, and and it's violence that is just mm. kind of part of its nature and what its culture brings to it. But the films are interesting, really, because of these layers and these battles between power and no power that are prevalent in the movies. And you know how that how that swaps on its head usually at the end of them somehow. Now it, it's not whatever the heck this movie is, and not only that they think R rating gives them permission to just do whatever they want. You know, normally the R rating should probably, in this type of franchise, give you permission to do oh you know a good chest burster scene, um, a few typical tic- tricks of the trade, a few kill shots with the the shoulder cannon from the, um, from the predator, maybe a few skinned people for good measure, but not killing two pregnant ladies, killing kids and kill just an absolute ton of grunts, faceless grunts or characters that just show up for a mm-hmm. few seconds and then are immediately <laughs> murdered. <laughs> yeah. And, Usually, this is all done in the dark, where you can hardly tell what's happening. Oh, geez! And, well, I feel like I kind of need a break, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Let's hear from you. I'm excited to do this episode with you, by the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah. So, uh, my question revealed how I feel about this movie. I I don't like it at all, really. (laughs) But, before I just tear into this film, I want to say... that I hope that even when we are critical of a film, our li- listeners can still sense our enthusiasm and our overall love for cinema and really for the Alien and Predator franchises, yeah. right? Like, I think hopefully you can sense that our criticism comes from a place where we just want better for the franchise, right? Uh, with that said, I think to answer my question, it's a combo of both trying to be grittier and the Brother Strauss who seem great effects-wise, like they've done some good effects work, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they manage the tone of this film well at all. Mm -hmm. Um, You're you're exactly right about it not even coming close to what the Alien or the Predator films are all about. But I want to start with what you were talking about at the very end of your point. How dark this film is and by dark i mean that in both a literal and figurative sense i texted you alex like <laughs> as i'm starting this movie and i said yeah i mean this this movie like not only is it dark like in a gritty sort of way but it, it must be the transfer of something because i can't see a thing and you're like no that's just the movie. <laughs> uh, and right about that point, that's when the lights of the town decided to go out. Um, and it got even darker. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I literally couldn't tell what was happening for good portions of this film because of that darkness. Were we dealing with a predator? Were we dealing with an alien? Was it a predalien? I, don't, I didn't <laughs> know half the time. And part of that was because of the darkness, but another part of that was because these, these entities didn't have distinct personalities. Mm-hmm. All seemed to be equal threats and killed anybody or anything, which is really why I have no desire to watch this movie ever no, again. No. It's cruel. I mean, the first five minutes of this movie, I thought to myself, wow, this is really cool, cruel when they kill the father and then the son. And then the film proceeds to not be done with them and show their chest-bursting scenes. And I think, wow, really cruel again. And then the film decides to bring in the wife and mother, right, when we think we're done with those characters. And I think, wow, really, really cruel. And finally, because the wife believes in the goodness of humanity, the film decides to drop a bomb on her and kill her. And I'm like, really, really, really cruel. (laughs) (laughs) I wish this was a joke. But that wasn't a joke. That's how the film handles its characters. Yeah. And I haven't even started in on the babies yet.
1: Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> I know. It's – it. so, it, it, you know, you mentioned the babies. It's <laughs> – I, so I, I don't know why. I wanted to punish myself a little extra. Um, so, I watched the unrated version of the movie, which is like <laughs> an extra 10 minutes or eight minutes or so. And – the, so, do you remember the cop early on? He gets skinned by the Predator. He's the first yes. guy. He gets skinned by the Predator. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember if the original version has this. I don't think it does. But his wife dies later. Um, and she's this waitress at a at a restaurant. When well, mm-hmm. she's pregnant. I don't know if they yeah. lead into that or not. But
0: They don't talk about it, but there's just kind of a soon because she's kind of got a little baby. Right. Back, well, right.
1: They, they show that whole scene just like the mm. hospital scene. Mm. here and, and then they yeah. show the bursting and all that stuff too yeah um and it's just like <sighs> these scenes are all memorable for all the wrong reasons the the kid yeah. burster is so unnecessary
0: uh like yeah.
1: they, you don't need that none of these films lean into like they show Mm-mm. the burster, but they don't lean into it and show Mm-mm. all of them just because Mm-mm. gore Right, yeah, <laughs> it's not it. <laughs> the the chest burster happens probably in every film. A because it's iconic, but B, you have to almost have to assume that it's a new viewer, right? Mm-hmm. Know, this, is, this is someone's first Alien movie. You got to show how it's born. But mm-hmm. here we show how all of them were born, <laughs> and this is like the the vibe for me, you know. This kind of goes back to Alien 3. You know how I, I, I felt? I personally felt that it was mean at the beginning, right? But you, you didn't yeah. quite feel this way. But this is like Alien 3's beginning. Times five. Oh, times five. Yeah. Times like the full movie. length of the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can't even hold a light to it's this, even right? It's not close. Like it, it was is, one, one little still of a character that was dead, like a, a kid character. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's not even close. It, there, there, It's just a weird amount of cruelty here. Yeah. Yeah. The other issue here is that we kill so many no-name mm. characters for the sake of the kill. And they're not even creative, frankly. Half the time, no. it's just... A xenomorph jumping on a military person, or the Predator blasting people's heads off because they have a gun. Yeah. It yes. It's so bloody and brutal, but guess what? It's also just completely boring and lazy. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm. horrible things are happening, but it's also like, I don't care, except for the moments we've talked yeah. about, right? We, we've talked about how dark the film is visually as well, which is a shame because, like you said, the effects here are actually really great. Um, they're stunning. I, I just wish we could, you know, have seen what was happening with them. Like, the predalien is so obscured, even in the final moments of the film, yeah. that you can't really quite appreciate its design. Like, for, yeah. honestly, there are posters and even box art that, show the Predalien more clearly than he is ever shown in this movie. Oh, yeah. The, and it just kind of breaks of the logic of the franchise as well. I mean, mm-hmm. the queen was alive when the Predator was impregnated, right? Um, so we don't have the logic that existed for Alien 3, where maybe it can suddenly develop uh, another egg, a queen egg, whenever it needs to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now... We have a alien that could just do whatever it wants, right? It can create mm-hmm. new life. It can do whatever it wants. It's not hampered by being a queen, by being absolutely gigantic and, like, tethered. It's just It just breaks a lot of the logic of it. And why does it have to go after pregnant people? It feels like it could do it to anybody. Well, it's because this is edgy. And <laughs> when it kills pregnant people, Eric, it's just so hip. It's so cool. The yeah. the film it just it's so try hard, you could feel it in every fiber of your being as you watch it.
0: Yeah, no. When when I say that you hate babies, Alex, <laughs> I mean that <laughs> hyperbolically because you're just being mean to me. But in the case of the brother Strauss, they literally hate babies right like they must uh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I- i'll set the cruelty aside for a second and, and i'll talk about why the storytelling doesn't work mm. why we don't care right it doesn't work because it doesn't give us a character to care about mm-hmm. unless maybe you're an angsty teenage loner boy which hey i, I pretty much was in 2007 <laughs> so so maybe i would have liked this movie then
1: probably hey, not because
0: <laughs> No, I wouldn't have. You knew me in 2007, right? Uh, but really, um, if the the teenage loner boy, Ricky, is our main character, I don't have a great reason to care. Um, I mean, at least he's not Dale, I guess. <laughs> Who at one point before his death is just called... Or uh, like he just said you're you're like the you like the stupidest person in the face of the earth Dale. it's like almost a literal yes. line <laughs> uh m- maybe our main character is Kelly who's coming back from service to find that her daughter loves her dad more than her um no one seems too distressed by his timely death by the way mm. um yeah only only any, the daughter only
1: the daughter cares uh the yeah, mom for a minute. does not yeah. at all
0: the mom does not care. She ends up making jokes with uh, other characters, proceeding, right? <laughs> uh, but our, our main character, it might be Morales. I mean, uh, he is the sheriff of the town, uh, this small community, but what's his personality? Mm. I, I, I don't know. I can't describe it really. So there's no real main character here for me. And that's definitely a problem. So. Uh, what it comes back to though it does connect back to that cruelty because that cruelty creates an apathy in the audience because you did care for that father and that son Mm -hmm. right the film made us care for them they had dialogue they talked back and forth you could sense that there was a genuine bond between these characters and then you killed them off and then you just kept on being cruel about it right Mm -hmm. uh And so that creates an apathy in the audience. It creates a distance and a detachment. So maybe one of these characters was better than I'm giving them credit for. Maybe. But I didn't have enough energy to care about them. Right? The the film gave me no reason to even think that I should care one second about any of these characters who will probably die by the end of the film. Uh, (laughs) So maybe the reason I don't care is because the film told me I shouldn't care. Right? So we don't have a, a focal point. On the human side, at least. Do we have a focal point on the monster side?
1: I got to say real quick that I do agree with you. There's nothing interesting about these characters. No, There's no aliens moment where even if we have brief screen time, we establish a uniqueness for a character and a personality. Mm -hmm. It's just not happening Mm -mm. here. No, Mm -mm. no. That's asking too much of this movie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so the focal point for the monster side i I think maybe the predalien it's Mm -hmm. interesting visually it's a show stealer whenever he's around but somehow it's just not in here enough despite feeling like it should be a focal point you know it feels like he should have faced off against the predator a couple of times right and really established some sort of and like some sort of relationship between them, like that there's a really big battle coming, right? So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe there's interference between a fight and they have to flee or something happens where they just can't finish a fight. And then we finally get that big showdown. Mm-hmm. We we have a quick interaction. He gets knocked into a tunnel and scurries away.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: It's, mm-hmm. I would have just loved to see that, that big moment between them. Cause they are our title monsters, right? We need something mm-hmm. like that, but I guess I would say, actually, that the focus is definitely on the Predator instead of the Predalian. Because there are some interesting ideas here with the Predator. Mm. He's Mm -hmm. treated like this kind of detective-slash-cleaner character, right? Yeah,
0: that is interesting. Which I
1: really like that. We actually get to see the Predator homeworld, which is kind of cool. Even if their ships don't match Predator 2, which is still great for me um, from the last movie. (laughs) But... So he's, he's comes to the planet to erase any proof of the alien presence, um, mm-hmm. while going ahead and skinning people alive himself. So not erasing his presence, <laughs> but I guess yeah, the it's... alien is more more worrisome, right? It's another entity, whereas this they could write it off to a serial killer, because they are very familiar with humans, so they probably know how dumb we are. It would be really cool though, like if everything he did wasn't just a retread of the events that just happened on screen 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Literally every scene with the aliens gets revisited by the Predator later. And then he pours some blue liquid and walks away. Right. Until he encounters Mm -hmm. them in a pretty interesting scene, right? Where he he puts those trackers in and he fights them. And it just, it all culminates in the moment where he finally meets the Predator alien, but it kind (laughs) of, Ends in an interesting way. Um, But I also do want to say this. uh, And this will be a positive thing. I actually kind of enjoy the final 15 minutes of the movie. Now, Hmm. once they turn around and head to the hospital, I kind of like the encounters that happen there. Uh, There is a little bit of intrigue in what's happening. But even that, I think, is sloppy. Like how we handle... Um, the demise of Jesse is kind of weird. You know, she just happens to run in the way oh. and get sliced in half, and then her bottom half drips off of the weapon. Yeah. Again, yeah. a little bit cruel, right? Just uh, <laughs> really treating our characters in some kind yeah. of way in this one. But mm-hmm. and, even the parts that I like, like the fight, the, the finale, it could have... Mm-hmm been at least on par with something from AVP but no it's actually a weaker brawl less power mm. is involved well, it's harder to see for certain and then we get a non ending between the two the two creatures it's such a cop out the humans just kind of accidentally wipe them out right i mean they're wiping out the mm. aliens but these two are battling and just get they get done for right we it's it's just a complete lack of impact here. It's astonishing. Like at least in alien versus predator, we had that human predator team up, right? Which was pretty cool. And then they go up against the big bad. That kind of would have been cool, right? Yeah. Them having mm-hmm, to team up yeah. to go up against this thing, the acknowledgement of humans as fellow hunters. Yes, we did it in the last movie. That's never stopped alien from having a finale on a ship, right? We've done it a couple of okay. times. We're going to do it probably a couple yeah. more times. It's okay to do these types of things. It, because they work. They're fun. They're different. I mean, it's okay if you want to do something different, but nothing here works. At least try to take something that works. <laughs> I mean, it's no wonder that Prometheus retconned these movies out of existence. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: But, yeah, the the Predalion has me wondering, what what is the original form of the Xenomorph? Mm. Because if, if it takes on the form some way of its host – then haven't the aliens we've seen so far been half human already, yes. but then that gets confusing because what about mm. the alien resurrection hybrids? Were those mostly human human with a part alien because they were hybrids of hybrids? I don't know. I'm just <laughs> yeah. thinking out loud, right? <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot more I could say about this film. Uh, and maybe some of that will come out in our awards, but there's not a lot of positives if I'm being honest. Uh, I mean, I know our executive producer. I think John said he liked this
1: film. Wasn't that right? Did he? Did someone say that? Oh my gosh! I think John said he liked this film. Uh, yeah. Well, some people, some people so, just kind of like. Like, I think, I think they enjoy the effects. Yeah. Um, it,
0: it, John, you can tell us that the the story of this is great, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll laugh and not believe you. But yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's it, it's a it's a rough one. Yeah, I'm trying to look. I yeah. forgot that I asked some questions on on Twitter to try to get some responses because I wanted to see what people thought of this thing, but it was mostly sympathy for us. Um, You know, the question is why literally was going to ask the same thing. Uh, One of the responses was (laughs) question for both while watching the film, how close did you come to ending it all? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That was from Uh, Professor Kaiju.
0: Um, Well, I will say I, I like the setting uh, of the film. I, I think it's an interesting idea, like the alien predator infestation in the small town. It's interesting in theory. It reminds me of The Mist, Ooh, right? Yeah. Um, and the ending reminds me of The Mist, which we haven't even talked about yet. Um, except The Mist at least had interesting characters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this just doesn't. Um, so it has an interesting idea and setup. But then it just all falls apart after that initial idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, it, it's not so. Great. No, it's not. It's not. It, it's. <laughs> I mean, it's just a, it's just a failure, uh, and and in and, well. and, and all the ways. And you know, I did want to. I guess for our next, or go ahead and do our NVM plus, and we'll, we'll do our quick new segment that we're going to do for this week, where we read uh, just a couple responses.
0: <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah, and Plus this week. Uh, we will be more positive, that's for sure. But we're going to talk about uh, Alex has seen several things recently. He's seen Chucky for the first time. Yeah, a child's time. play. Black Most Adam. people don't
1: really child's they play. Seen it that's first, right. Not yeah. Chucky.
0: Child's play. Black Adam. Mob Psycho One Hundred. I finished Rings of Power. We're also going to talk about the Ant Man Quantumania yes. trailer. Uh, so that would be fun over there at patreon.com forward slash Pod, where you could become a bargain-based Uh Let's get into our awards, well, Alex. Real quick, I uh, just want to read yeah. a couple
1: of our, our entries from our Patreon where we ask people kind of like some questions, okay. comments, concerns about what, what's going on in this movie. I thought they might ask us like certain questions about it. But again, sympathy seems to really be bringing uh, – true for a lot of people feeling our pain as you know some of you who are maybe listening and haven't seen the movie yet it's kind of an endorsement right to uh maybe not watch this movie but uh, kevin alexander even said um that he doesn't understand or every time he starts watching this movie he's like oh i don't understand the hate that everyone gives this and then Mm. He says, actually, about halfway through, it absolutely deserves every ounce of criticism, he says. (laughs) And then he goes on to mention, you know, that it's dark and you can't see a whole lot. uh, That the monster action is maybe the only saving grace. But that's uh, Mm. about it. He actually thinks the only likable character is Dallas, which I would contend with him about.
0: Mm. Um, Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Saving Grace is is a bit strong. <laughs> he did Grace is not a word I would associate with <laughs> this movie.
1: <laughs> I would, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, and then Christopher Colfero well, says AVP R blows. <laughs> he just said it wanted to be as uh, shocking as possible, and they succeeded. It was shockingly bad. So, nice. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> there mm-hmm. are some of our inquiries about that. We also had a correction, Eric, a big correction from Alien 3. We got to give a shout out to Chris Daigle. Oh, man. We have done this before where we said his name on here, and he told us we said it wrong. Chris Daigle. Daigle? Daigle. Daigle. Yeah. Um, he, he, He reached out and said, I'm sorry that I said your name wrong, so you can go ahead and do the correction, but Alien 3 did not use CGI, and that is actually the prop. Um, the problem is, is, it's in front of a blue screen, and they got the lighting wrong, and that's why it looks so terrible.
0: Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm.
1: But let's not, no, let's not prolong the suffering anymore, Eric. Let's get to it. Yeah,
0: no, let's get to it. <laughs> I think I'm like, this is the episode you want to add a bonus segment to, Alex? <laughs> I thought, Alex? Come I thought on. people
1: would have some really like witty and funny things to say, have some comments to send out, or questions like, hey, did you like this? But everyone just felt bad for us. Yeah,
0: well, that makes sense. <laughs> maybe maybe next week they can have something oh, else to say. Yeah. You're going to start adding that into our Patreon yeah, app?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be something I mostly focus on for our patrons, and maybe I'll reach out on Twitter occasionally, but this can be mostly a patron thing going forward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's actually a good, I, I really like our uh, community over there uh, on Patreon. Like good people, nice to each other. Always have something interesting to yes, say.
1: Always. Except for this week where they just said the movie is awful, <laughs> <laughs> which we agree. I there's wonder nothing why. Interesting is it a
0: problem with our patrons or a problem with the movie? That's mm, the question. It's not much
1: of a question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, compelling character award Alex who'd you have? Uh,
1: I had to give it to the Pertalian. Mm-hmm. it just it's cool looking um, yeah, I, I want to see more of it I would like to have seen it at all in this movie um, and I, I, I would love to see this thing in like a, a comic adaptation or another movie um, I, I would mm-hmm. love to see this thing again it's just a shame you know the way it's treated but It's very cool. It's definitely probably not the first one to have happened, right? So I would love to see a story with another one. What about you?
0: Right. Uh, Compelling Character Award is Kelly for me. You know, she just came back from service. And her daughter doesn't like her the same way she Mm -hmm. used to. And it turns out it's probably for a good reason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because she's pretty detached, <laughs> uh, because she doesn't seem like she cares so he, about much. She She's a soldier, uh,
1: Eric. So soldiers don't care when their spouses die. Okay.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot yeah, about that rule. Yeah, that's a rule. That. That's
1: the golden rule. Before you come back to service, that's what they say, Or come back, that's what they say.
0: Uh, now it all makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most memorable line award,
1: Alex. Um, the most memorable line is uh, Molly you know, she sees the alien with the night vision goggles and you know, they come in and say that a rote thing about, you know, it's not monsters aren't real or something. And she says it was real. And that's how I felt watching this movie. I was like, This is real. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Oh man.
0: There's so many meta lines in this movie <laughs> where I'm like, this movie is talking about yeah. itself. One time uh, Morales says, literally, like right before cutscene, like somebody turn on the lights. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> I thought about using that as my most memorable line award, but instead, I went with Dallas at the end. When he tells his brother,
1: "Get to the chopper!" Yeah, you gotta get it in.
0: You gotta get it in. <laughs> you gotta get it in. Honestly, it wasn't no, a bad that one. Was, like, there was worse. It, ones. it actually did a decent. Like it actually did a decent job. That was that's why it was like the best line of dialogue in the entire movie was "Get to the chopper." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas th- I mean, even at
1: one point uh, said, "Not soon enough" as a line. And that's what I was thinking. This cannot yeah. end soon enough. <laughs> uh, uh, I can't believe the acting award. Um, you know what? Th- this is actually a-, a real one. I'm actually going to give it to Ariel Gate as Molly. Uh, you know, child yeah. actress. Uh, does a pretty good job here. She's the only person that seems to actually care about anybody. Mm. Um, mm. Unlike her mom. I-
0: I, I think there's one other character. Yeah, maybe. There's, there's one. I didn't give enough credit. So, like, I I, I like um, the sheriff, Morales, uh, played by John Ortiz. I actually think he gives a good uh. performance. Um, it's not over the top. It's subtle. And that's what makes it good, right? Like, um, the, the problem is, is he doesn't have a – he doesn't have – a character written for him. It's like he's he's trying to create a character from his performance that isn't written on the page, <laughs> and so he's really having to do a lot of work. But despite having to do a lot of work, he doesn't try to oversell mm. himself. Um, and so, honestly, like he was the most believable character to me, just kind of in this shell shocked sort of state. Like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, what is this really happening to me? I, like, this makes absolutely no sense. Um. So yeah, I, I thought John Ortiz actually did a good job.
1: Yeah, he does. He does, and, and you know, he sells. He sells the the conflict, I guess, of having to split up with the group. Um,
0: yeah, yeah he right. Does, he does right. a good job. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> that split of the group too is just like I don't know. Uh, but anyway, oh, that's a good shot award.
1: <laughs> um, you know, Eric. I think I'm gonna give it to the Predator Homeworld. It was one of the shots where mm-hmm. it's it's like he's like watching uh the ship take off. He's sitting in the chair and you just see the rest of the the planet and how desolate it is. It's kind of interesting. Mm. Um and definitely makes me raises a lot of questions and it was one of the few times I could see what was happening.
0: Mm. Was this in the extended cut? I just don't remember it.
1: Oh really? Yeah, it must have been in only the extended
0: I, cut. Yeah. I don't remember um, seeing anything.
1: So it's a substantial scene, like, actually, in the extended cut. Wow! Yeah. If that's not in there, that is something worth watching on <laughs> YouTube, um, and not watching the movie because, yeah. So they get <laughs> a call. The
0: extended edition.
1: They essentially get a like uh, an alert that the ship has crashed. and he and the wolf is just sent on a mission to mm-hmm. from the planet. Like they call him in and send him. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool.
0: I really don't Maybe, they
1: give him yeah. a little letter like Mission Impossible and it's like and after you read this message, message will self-destruct in 5 seconds. <laughs>
0: really? Kidding. No, no I do don't that. know. <laughs> I don't remember seeing that. Um uh, so I'm guessing it's on the extended edition or I was I don't know. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> uh mine was the predator when he's holding back two aliens, right? Yes, um, that's a good uh, one. That's, that's about my, my favorite shot of this movie. I had to go back to the trailer to try to remember a good one. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I really did. I that's really so did. Good.
1: That's so good. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, that was the best one in the trailer.
1: So that's what I'm going with. But that, that was the one that I had actually written down. So you took it, so I took the Predator home. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, unique <laughs> Awards, what did you have? Oh boy! So I got I've got the only good decision award, and this goes to something that's not in the movie. Okay, Eric, there was a deleted subplot with characters uh, Curtis and Kendra. So they're two siblings. One's a younger kid. One's an an older one. Uh, She's not a kid. She's I guess a teenager, probably eighteen. Like like a lot of our other characters in this Mm -hmm. and they are at the hospital when the predalien is there and it's Mm. like and they see it and it sees them they they scurry away they see you know the the impregnation scene and they manage to get away meet up with our characters and they actually get to the the (laughs) they get to the um armored vehicle that they're driving Mm -hmm. and then they are actually involved in these breakoff scene, and they go after all this harrowing journey. They go to the town center with the rest of them and catch the bomb <laughs> at the oh end, and they cut it because it probably had too many. They deemed it too sad. <laughs> 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 they deemed it too sad. This was the line that was too far. <laughs> That's
0: just too much.
1: Too many child deaths. This was this was the one oh, that was too far. Gracious. So.
0: Oh boy.
1: <laughs> too sad. Uh, well,
0: my. Uh, unique award is the most expendable crewman award, Ooh. and that goes to Drew. Drew is the guy who they pick up. I think he was part of the National Guard. They pick him up, and the first, like, in, one, in the first scene that they pick him up, you're like, "Oh, this guy's a goner," and he's crying about how he like couldn't like help his friends or something like that. Mm. And then the next scene, someone's like, "Hey, we've got to make sure Kelly stays safe," and he's like. Hey I I don't I'm not here about all this women and children stuff. And I'm like this is the most dead character I've ever met in my life, right? So, uh it's just like this is so pointless.
1: So so Drew, I don't know who so Drew is a the pizza pizza place manager at the beginning of the film. Oh, is that who it is? Yes, yeah, he's, but he's he just a- comes back out of nowhere. <laughs> He yeah, just goes back does. out of nowhere, he and does. then he says he couldn't save people. It, that's why you're confused, because it made... <laughs> I thought he was part sense. of the National Guard. The he's only, like, the I only reason him. I knew who he was was because he's Rickety Cricket on Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, that's, that's funny. the only reason, because I well, noticed him early in the movie. Otherwise, I would never have picked it up.
0: <laughs> well, I guess he couldn't save his fellow pizza employees, right? Like. <laughs> He took his job as manager really seriously. <laughs> Except when it com- came to women and children, and then he couldn't care less. Maybe
1: when he said he couldn't save them, maybe he was talking about the pizzas. <laughs> maybe he was talking about this movie. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, he was so dead. I was like, my goodness. Anyway, final thoughts oh, and tiered rating, Alex. Do you want to start?
1: He went to the town center, right? I can't even remember what happened to him. No, 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 he he was was killed. Yeah, Yeah. I can't remember even how he died. Wow. Uh, He was
0: killed. He was killed.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he went to the hospital. That's right. He had that whole line about the Titanic and all that stuff. Um, Yeah, so did you say final thoughts? (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, final thoughts. Let's get there. Let's get there. (sighs) Let's
1: get there. All right. This is a bad one. This is a this is a legendary bad movie. Um, I I can't even recommend this to Alien vs Predator fans. You know what? I kind of want to go on YouTube and watch some fan films because apparently there is some really good ones. I think after this came out, I think it's after. <laughs> I might be speaking out of turn. Someone mm-hmm. released a fan short film called Alien vs Predator Redemption wink wink nod nod because this film needed some redemption um i've heard that some of them are pretty good actually Mm. so i would suggest people go and look at those films because Mm. they've got some pretty impressive effects uh they definitely couldn't have put any less thought into the story and uh at least they're over quick if they are bad unlike this film so bottom of the pile uh I don't even know if it deserves even a Gabra tier, but Mm. that's our lowest Mm. one. So yeah, there it is. Gabra.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What about you? you No, I mean this doesn't. I don't even have to tell you why it's Gabra. We've been talking about it, but you know, (laughs) this movie. I was I was watching that trailer to find the oh that's a good shot award, and I was rewatching the trailer and the tagline in the trailer. Alex was this Christmas, there will be no peace on Earth. While like, uh, angels we have heard on high is playing in the background. Um, and the trailer was actually better than the movie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean the trailer, if I remember right, was like, oh wow, this is like, this is what we wanted.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's actually better than the movie. Uh, but I'll tell you last week I said alien versus predator didn't really, it didn't quite give me what i wanted from an alien film um because it didn't have anything to say right Mm -hmm. i said that about alien versus predator (laughs) (laughs) all i have to say now is well at least it didn't like genuinely hurt my soul to watch um because that's how i feel about this film i'm like this was just it was, it was, might have been immoral to watch this film.
1: <laughs> yeah. There, there's only a few films that make you feel like a worse person after you watch.
0: Yeah. It. Like, I like, like, legitimately, that's why I recommend at the beginning. It's like, at least there's not an anti message, which is what I think this film is. It's, it's, it doesn't even, it's just not putting any thought into what it's doing. It's just trying to be cruel for cruelty's sake. Um, it doesn't fit with Alien and Predator because Alien and Predator. Those movies at least try to do something interesting with the creatures, with the human characters, and we don't get that here. Um, we, we just don't. Yeah, I mean, even uh, when you
1: kill somebody in one of these movies, especially Alien, it's somebody doing their best and yes. doing something, like, some semi-heroic. Mm-hmm. And no, no, not here.
0: <laughs> no. Mm-mm. and i think that's all i really want to say um yeah. it's like this is a gabbroke tier film for me um, if something is worse than this in this series no. i'll be surprised nope, there's but no,
1: you're um, good we're, we're we're in the clear yes we we've got i think one more uh, objectively bad movie eric but yeah
0: but it's not this bad it's
1: nowhere near this ain't even close yeah.
0: <laughs> just i just don't quite understand
1: and, and, and that understand. one at least has some redeemable qualities um, to talk yeah. about that we may right. or may like. But it'll be and, hey, It actually be ha- might have a character or two in it.
0: Mm, that'd be Ooh. great. That'd be great. Uh, next week, Alex, we watch Predators. When Predator gets its plural sequel, will it equal Aliens? Oh, or be a Falien's?
1: Mm, okay. When it will? I don't yeah, know. You know. I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm exhausted too. Um, so, when the predator adds an S, does it pass the test or is it a mess?
0: All right. I see you in your S's. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. You can leave us feedback on requiem at mvmpod.com or email us at mvmpod at gmail.com become a bargain baseman at patreon.com forward slash mvmpod to receive weekly bonus content including special reviews interviews and host chats if you can't join at this time a review or a share always helps monsters versus men is produced by alex Cornette. executive producers are kevin alexander Faye Basier. Christopher Clavero, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Just a thanks to our wives, comma, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which formed Subblock block B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't
1: watch don't Alien vs. Predator Requiem.
0: <laughs> and try, try to, to stay, stay alive. alive. Mafia, wake up,
1: wake up.
0: You have created a monster
1: and it will destroy you. Oh, no, I forgot to record. Oh, my God, just kidding. (laughs) I'll cry.